Hello and welcome to episode 410 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I'm trying to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and garden. Now one of those vegetables that I think is often underrated is the cabbage. Cabbage it's possible to have growing all year round and today I'm going to be talking about growing spring cabbages. That's coming up a little bit later on but first let's find out what I've been up to. It is Friday the 13th of August 2021. Friday the 13th. Unlucky for some, I believe. Last night, I actually sowed some cabbage seeds. Now, these are in a pot just to start off inside this potting shed, which is where I'm in at the moment. Just wanted to sow some seeds in the pot, but I'm also going to be sowing some actually in the ground tomorrow on the allotment. Now, I haven't been down the allotment all week but I've dedicated tomorrow the entire day to being on the allotment. I'm looking forward to it because I think it's going to be a great chance to get a lot of work done down there. And, uh, you know, I just love being on my allotment, to be honest. Nice to spend an entire day down there. So I'm looking forward to that. Tonight, I've tended to some of my little seedlings that we've got in here. Now, I, I pricked these out a few weeks ago. And we're slowly moving them outside and getting them used to being outside. The Perillia, now this has gone outside and it's it's starting to get almost to the point I can get it in the ground, which I'm looking forward to actually get in the ground. I need to clear a space for it to grow, but I've never grown Perillia before. I didn't know what to expect. When I saw it at Wisley, I was absolutely blown away with what it can do. So, uh, that's going to be good. I'm looking forward to really getting into that and seeing just how well it gets on. Now, something I'm growing a lot more of this year and going to be growing a lot over the winter is herbs. I absolutely love growing herbs and I think they are ideal in most kitchen windowsills. But it's a good chance to start sowing them now. So I'm going to be sowing parsley, coriander, even about thyme I've got some little plants of, mint, basil. I'm going to sow some of those in just a moment to get those on on the kitchen windowsill and just uh, allow us a chance to get more herbs right throughout the year. And I'll repeat that every few weeks. It's worth doing if you eat a lot of herbs like myself. So that's a quick update for tonight. Like I say, tomorrow, the whole day on the allotment. Let's find out how I get on. It is Saturday the 14th of August 2021 and as I said yesterday I promised myself a day on the allotment today and it happened. I've been down here pretty much all day, yeah. Got down here about nine o'clock and it's nearly four o'clock so that's uh, pretty much all day in my book. Now uh, one of the first things I did was of course the weeding and the watering. We haven't had to do a huge amount of watering on this allotment over the last few weeks with the amount of rain that's been going on, but it hasn't rained for a few days, so it needed a good amount of watering. But the trouble is the soil is still damp, so weeds are growing like mad. So yeah, all the weeds had to come out and uh, quite a bit of work, but you know, it looks so much better once it's done. One of the tasks that I wanted to do was to strim the pathways in the grass areas. And I brought my strimmer down to do it, but I didn't bring one of my fully charged batteries. So uh, I'm going to have to come back down on Monday 
in order to do that. So a bit of a, a silly mistake on my behalf, but uh, that's a joy. That's a joy of <laughs> a battery-powered tools. I said all along, I'm a big believer that battery-powered tools are brilliant now. Um, far better than petrol tools, in my opinion. As long as you remember to charge and bring the batteries. After that, I sowed some cabbage, but you'll be hearing that a little bit later on in this podcast. And that's the uh, that's something I'm doing to try and get myself ahead for next year and make sure we still have crops growing over the wintering and some early crops. They've gone into the cabbage bed, which next year will be the sweet corn. So that'll mean the cabbage will come out, sweet corn will go in. It should just work out quite nicely in terms of time. Next to that, we've got what I half filled with leeks a few weeks ago after my leeks died or got lost in the cooch grass, I should say. Well, I decided the other half I was keeping for cabbages, but actually I've decided I'm going to fill that up with leeks, which have also gone into the bed now and made an entire bed of leeks. It's a bit difficult keeping on top of a cooch grass with this bed because cooch grass and leeks look pretty similar. But we got there in the end. Now I've noticed on my sweet corn, I reported a couple of weeks ago the sweet corn was looking really good. It's got nice and tall now. We're even getting cobs forming now. So that's really, really made me happy because I <laughs> I feel this year, and I know I'm not the only one, it's been a bit of a, a tough year, a bit of a disaster year. We've struggled with a lot of things due to the weather, blight being a big problem. But to see good-looking corbs, good-looking sweet corn, ready or getting ready to be harvested and growing nicely just makes me feel a lot happier. They won't be ready for a couple of weeks at least, but at least we've got something to look forward to there. Now in one of the other beds, which is going to be where I sow the onions in about a month's time, I've mulched or covered that bed over with a lot of thick cardboard. The other two beds I've sown for cilia a few weeks ago, which is acting as a, a weed suppressant, but this particular bed, cooch grass was particularly bad, weeds were particularly bad, so I just figured I'm going to cover it over in cardboard for the time being and then look at getting some compost, which... I thought I might have to buy in, but I did check on my compost bin just to see how the compost was looking. Now on the top, it's very much like straw, very grass-like. But I scraped that away to reveal what was underneath and my God, I've got some good looking compost. So that will go onto that bed ready for when the onions go in. I'll just throw that straight on top of the car, but I'm not gonna do that this week. That'll probably be a job for next week. Now on the top half of the plot, I went up there where my potatoes are growing and I reported a few weeks ago that it was quite clear blight had got into my potatoes. Well, uh, what was left, apart from the blight resistant varieties, blight has infected pretty much all the crops. So I've cut back, apart from the blight resistant varieties, I've cut back the tops we should start leaving the potatoes to harden up before we harvest. I did actually harvest a few potatoes and the potatoes are really, really good. I've got to say, got a good amount of potatoes. It's been a, a, quite a good year for potatoes. Just a shame the blighters came in, which is going to more affect the main crops than anything else. 
So yeah, I'm feeling like I've had a really good day down on the allotment. I've got plans for what I'm going to have to do Monday, come down with a strimmer, uh, strim all the grass areas, but also plans on what I'm going to start doing with the allotment in that. Because this year has been so much of a disaster, and I don't feel I've used the allotment to its fullest, I'm going to start now almost getting ready for winter. So as crops come out and the beds become empty, I'm going to start covering those over with cardboards, um, start thinking about and buying in wood to start building new bed areas in order to make the most of this winter period. Normally I'd wait a couple more months in order to try and get the most crops out of it, but because my home plot has grown so well and it's been such a disaster this year, I think I'm just going to concentrate on making the next growing season that much better. Right, that's it for today. Um, let's find out what I get up to tomorrow. It is Sunday the 15th of August 2021 today. Now, I've been a, a busy, busy boy today. Lots to do and people to see. So I uh, only had a, a couple of hours to spend in the garden this evening. But what I managed to do is I've started taking down the willow tree that we have in our garden. Now this isn't ideal. I do quite like this willow tree, but it's in the wrong place. We didn't plant it. It's not really edible, so it's kind of got to go. So all I'm doing is just cutting back some of the lower branches, which will go into the shredder, um, to be disposed of. And what I'm hoping this will then do is it will open up the bed just below it, allow a bit more light and water to get to the bed below, as well as stop the roots from absorbing any water and um, basically just look a bit better, I'm hoping. Now the thing is with this, this willow tree, it's very thirsty so it sucks up a lot of water and what I'm going to do is just keep cutting the branches back until it's all the branches are gone and then I will cut down the trunk but I won't be able to dig the roots out. I think it's going to be too hard to dig the roots out so what I will end up doing then is place one of my empty compost bins over the top of it and then just use that as somewhere to fill up with the compost material. It's what I've done in the past and the idea being over the next year or two any wood in there will slowly rot away. That's the idea anyway. Now after that I've been harvesting some peas and some of our mangetois peas which are all very 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 well received and should be really really tasty in the kitchen which is ultimately what we want to do with them. It's great getting peas, it's great getting carrots, it's great getting um, some courgettes and stuff that we're getting at the moment. The biggest disappointment has been the tomatoes this year. Pretty much all my outdoor varieties that are in the ground have been hit with blight. I think I said about this last week. The ones in hanging baskets are hanging in there and then I've also got some tomatoes in a pot which I'm using different additives to the soil to see how they change and how they get on. I bring this up because those tomatoes are still surviving. They've not produced any tomatoes just yet but I think in a couple of weeks time we will probably start having tomatoes from that. But more importantly what I've noticed is they haven't really been affected by blight. Now that's quite a, 
a big difference in my opinion or a big note. Let's see how it gets on over the next few weeks of course. Right, but that is it for today. Now, tomorrow, I'm planning to go to the allotment after work. Let's see if we manage that. It is Monday the 16th of August 2021. I'm on the allotment. I came here after finishing work this evening, before I've even gone home. Now, the main reason I came down here today was to strim all the grass areas of which I've done. And, uh, yeah... I'm happy with that. It really does make things look so much better just by streaming some simple grass areas. Get all those, uh, that long grass that really has grown a lot recently. You know, we've had this hot, wet weather lately that has really spurred things on. And uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's made the grass grow long. So I've streamed that all down and it's tidied things up. Now there's still weeds to come out, but... Um, I'm done for today. Now the plan is, throughout this week, I'm gonna keep coming down here every night, clear out more and more weeds, and just start getting this allotment back into a good shape, clear the weeds out, and uh, this time next week, when I uh, play next week's podcast, you'll hear how much better and happier I am with it looking. Well, that is it for this week's diary section. Let me know what you've been up to in your own allotment and garden. But I'll run one of my adverts and then I'll be back with how we grow spring cabbages. A few months ago, I launched the VegGrow Podcast Supporters Club. Each month I send out a gift pack of a collection of seeds to sow each month along with a newsletter. I also produce behind-the-scenes podcasts or videos providing club members with extra content. And we are constantly adding extra features to improve the club. It costs just £5 a month and current members tell me that they have found that the seeds alone are value for money. This also helps me keep the podcast and the website running and more importantly, it helps me encourage and inspire more people to grow their own food. Now, if that sounds like something you are interested in joining, then head over to thevegroundpodcast.co.uk to find out more. But if you want to support the podcast without becoming a member, we also have merchandise available on the website, including mugs and t-shirts. Or leave a review on your podcast service or share this podcast with others. It all goes a long way to help supporting the VegGround podcast. Well, one of the things that I start thinking about this time of year is what I want to be harvesting in the spring. I always think gardening, especially growing your own food, is all about thinking ahead and preparing to get stuff in the ground, get your food growing so that it is ready for three, six, nine months' time. But one of the most versatile vegetables to grow I guess or certainly a vegetable that you can certainly be harvesting pretty much all year round is cabbages and I know some people get a bit bored of steamed cabbages or boiled cabbages I think that's a shame there is so much that you can do with the humble cabbage today I am going to be sowing some red drumhead cabbage this is going to be a red variety that should be producing around March April time 
Now I've already sown some of these seeds back at home in the potting shed as a way that I'll be pricking those out and plant, growing them on in pots to be transplanted at a later date. But I really want to try and grow some in the ground and sow some in the ground and get them to germinate where they are to grow. So down on the allotment where I have been growing cabbages this year, next year will be a sweet corn bed. So up until then, up until May or June next year, we have plenty of time and plenty of space in which we can grow something in this bed. And cabbages is going to be one of those. Now this bed, I've cleared out all the weeds earlier today. I've added plenty of compost. I've also added some lime. Now lime is actually very important when it comes to growing any brassicas because what it does is it alters the pH which makes the cabbages grow better. And it really does make a difference. I'm actually on a very alkaline soil and I thought adding lime was unnecessary. But I did an experiment I think it was last year or the year before when I actually added lime to the soil and the results spoke for themselves. So what I've done, I've just grabbed a few handfuls of this lime, sprinkled it over the soil and then gave the area a good rake. Then what I did is use the back of the rake and just firmed the soil down so it's nice and firm. Cabbage, like most brassicas, do like quite a firm soil, which is where clay soil does come into its own. I've then given it a good watering and I've left that for about an hour just to let the water soak into the ground and so it's not too wet. Now what I'm going to do, I've got my hoe here, I'm just going to pot in a row by making a, a drill in the soil. In fact I'm going to pot in two rows about 15 centimetres apart. Now when I say pot a drill in what I'm just basically making is about a, a little indent in the soil about an inch deep or two and a half centimetres deep. Now this drill is where I'm going to sow my seeds. So that's now got the two drills now made. So let me get this seed packet open bit fiddly trying to do this while holding a microphone in some ways so I'm just gonna you generally get lots of seeds in a packet of cabbages and to be honest probably more than what you need cabbages germination rate can be a little poor at times but to be honest even so you might get something like 3,000 seeds in a package and let's say 2,000 of those germinate. I mean, are you really going to need 2,000 cabbages in one go? Probably not. But it's worth sowing a few more than what you think you need. Basically, so then what I'm going to do is just sprinkle these seeds into the ground. I've, and I'm sowing a few more. I'm trying to get them about 15 centimetres apart, but that's easier said than done. But like I say, they may not all germinate. And what will also happen... As they germinate, we will have to thin them out so they become about 15 centimetres apart, eventually 30 centimetres apart. And that just means we can eat the thinnings as a, a cabbage leaf, which is always quite nice, but also means we can grow spring greens. Now, what I mean by spring greens, spring greens are immature cabbages that we harvest early spring just as like the cabbage leaves before a, form, a head forms. So we can take out some excess cabbage plants and use the leaves as spring cabbages. Now I've got the, the two rows now sown, so I'm just going to backfill this up with some of the compost that's moved to the side. 
and then I will give this a really really good watering and that should encourage the seeds to germinate. Germination may take about two weeks depending on the weather and, and what have you. Got to keep them well watered during this time. Now when I say well watered I don't mean soaked but certainly good watering every couple of days just to keep the soil moist so it grows. I'm just going to firm down the areas as well again just so that seed becomes in contact with the, the the soil in order to try and encourage it to germinate there we go now like I say these should take about 14 days to germinate when they do germinate I'll keep a close eye on them and I will probably thin some out to try and get about 10 to 15 centimeters between each plant and then I'll just continue to let them grow one important thing it probably is worth doing is covering over with some sort of netting. I'm not a lover of netting at the best times. I, I, I prefer to use bird scare tapes, which are a little bit of reflective material, which just scare off birds. However, at this time of year, when the cabbages are very young and being sown where they are to grow, pigeons are really going to be attracted to those and may well chance it. So a bit of netting over it will probably just protect them. I've got, got to say there's probably less chance of having any problem with cabbage white butterflies which lay eggs on our cabbages and uh, in, in involve uh, the caterpillars eating away at our plants. Less chance of that but that's certainly something to think about if you were growing for summer crops or even autumn crops. Now in terms of feeding I just use the odd handful of chicken manure pellets about once a month once they are grown to a good size. We're looking about three or four leaves onwards. Other than that maybe the odd handful of grow more just to help them along but nothing too serious. The other thing to look out for sometimes the lower leaves start to turn yellow and die back. So when that happens, what's basically happening is the leaves are starting to die back and start to decay. And that's where slugs and snails may come along because they help with that process. So any yellowing leaves, it's worth just going around and removing those yellow leaves as and when you see them in order to stop slug and snail damage. As well as obviously keeping it weed free, basically good hygiene with your cabbage plants is the, the key to keeping slugs and snails off. Now I said earlier these will be ready probably March, April time which will be perfect for me. You know they're ready when they form a nice tight head and when that happens I just cut off the head take the head home but the stalk that's left in the ground what I like to do is just cut an X into where we've just cut the head off. Now what that will do is it will encourage that stalk to then produce some smaller cabbage heads and you probably get another four small cabbage heads. Two crops from one plant which is worth doing in my opinion. That is how easy it is to grow spring cabbages. Like so many things growing over winter it gives you an earlier crop, gives you a, a chance to have stuff in the ground over the winter that looks like your plot's doing something. But also, I find it's a lot easier to grow these crops over winter. Well, with these cabbages now sown and ready to go, 
I will of course be sharing updates with what's happening with these cabbages as we go on throughout this growing season. Of course that'll be in the diary section. Anytime anything happens with these cabbages, be it they germinate, they need thinning out or harvesting, I will share it with you. Now, you could be growing along with me, if you like. You could be sowing these seeds right now and uh, listening to me as I update you on what's happening with mine. But, of course, it'd be great to find out if you're doing the same or if you're growing cabbages over the winter or if you do anything different to how I grow cabbages. Now, if you want to let me know any of these updates or anything that you've been up to on your own allotment and garden, it's very easy to get in touch. You can email me, richard at the uk. You can visit the website at uk, where you can leave a simple comment on the end of a blog post or you can leave a voicemail. Now, a voicemail just accesses your, if you're doing it on your mobile phone, it will access your speaker and you just record straight onto my website and it will send me an email to say there's a voicemail. If you're doing it on your computer or your Mac, it will just access your microphone on that as well. And again, the same sort of thing. It will just leave a voicemail for me and I will listen to that and reply. Alternatively, you can find me on social media. I'm pretty much on every platform. Just search for the Veg Grower Podcast. Well, that is it for this week. We'll be back again next week as always. So until then, please take care. <laughs>